Hello everyone, welcome back to Here's to Growth. I'm your host Bambi. And before we jump back into it, I do wanna provide a trigger warning for today's episode. This week we will be covering miscarriages and I know that this is a topic that may be very sensitive for some people. So I didn't want you guys to be blindsided. If this is too much for you, I do not recommend this episode. It may get a little graphic, I'm still debating on how I'm going to go about this, but I just pray one day that you'll be able to listen. And the main goal is really for you to understand that you're not alone. This is not something that is so taboo that it can't be addressed. So I thank you for listening for those who are able and let's just jump right back into it. So... I'm not even going to lie to you guys. The Lord had to build up my confidence to talk about this because if you know me, you probably know about what happened. If you don't, then it's nothing personal. I just probably decided not to speak on it. But it's different when you're talking about these kind of things, person to person versus person to camera that will go out to everybody. So... I do pray for your patience in this episode because even though it was a while ago, it, it sometimes is still a little difficult for me to talk about. So thank you. But I do have a scripture that I wanted to connect to this. It is Genesis sixteen fifteen. It says, so Hagar bore Abram a son and Abram named his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. The year is 2020 because we needed something else to go on during that year we just of course why not why not one more thing on the plate (laughs) but i found out in may that i was pregnant and i am sorry to my mother and my sisters i did um i was trying to get pregnant at that time it wasn't i wasn't on birth control i wasn't trying to prevent it in any way so I'm sorry. This is my way of coming clean. Love you. Um, (laughs) But I found out in May and I worked at OBGYN um, for almost two years. So how we did it there was you we will wait until you're about seven to eight weeks pregnant, because by that point, there should be a heartbeat for us to listen to. So. I went in for the appointment. The My partner at the time was unable to come with me because of the COVID regulations, but he was in the car waiting for me. And I remember laying on the table and just watching the ultrasound tech and just looking at the screen like, I don't know what I'm looking at and I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking for, but I understand at this point there should be a heartbeat and it's just silent. And I'm looking at her and I'm watching her I can just kind of tell on her face like something's wrong so I asked her I'm like what's wrong and she said she has to wait for the doctor and at this point I'm like if you gotta wait for the doctor to figure something out I don't think this is going to turn out the way I want it to so I got back to the room and the provider that I saw did tell me that it doesn't look like your baby has a heartbeat And I was just like, what do you mean? (laughs) 
what do you mean my baby doesn't have a heartbeat? Like, what's wrong? Like, what did I do something wrong? Is there anything I could have done to prevent this? And she's like, not that we can see. It doesn't, sometimes these things just happen. And I had knowledge that miscarriages typically happen within the first trimester, which when I was pregnant, I only told specific people because not that I was trying to place that on myself, but I didn't want to tell everyone I was pregnant and then go through something like this and then have to explain myself to all these people. And it's just a different experience. And for me, the Lord actually told me I wasn't going to have my child. And that's, I can see it now as a privilege, but I was not with Christ back then. So I kind of saw it as a bad dream. So I'm not sure how long before my appointment I had it, but I again was on the table and I'm looking and I'm happy, I'm excited. And on this screen, I don't think it does it with real ultrasounds, but on this screen it said number of babies. And it had one and it changed to a negative one. And I woke up and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I don't think I said I rebuked it at the time, but I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. That's the words I have for it now because I'm like, no, like why, why would I not have my baby? Like, what do you mean by that? And it was, even at the time, it was like I knew it was true. I just refused to believe it. I denied it. I was like, there's no way. And they did want me to come back two weeks later just to check and see if anything had changed because, you know, if it's too early, you know, there is a possibility that um, the system just may not have been able to pick up on the heartbeat. But I did go back two weeks later and my baby was supposed to be, I think, 10 weeks at the time, and she was still the size of an eight-week-old, or, yeah, like, eight weeks size, and no growth, no heartbeat. And they give you an option, at least at the time, I don't know if things have changed since the overturn of Roe versus Wade, but they gave me an option to either have her surgically removed or... Um, I could take the pill and I'm not the type of person I'm sure they would have been more than willing to explain the procedure to me I just refuse to do it and when I think of surgery I think of knives and I'm not going through it so I was like nope I'll just take the pill fine and um, I took the pill and again, my partner was with me. He supported me through that. And I was actually on the phone with my best friend as it was happening. And I'm sorry to her because yes, it was traumatizing for me to go through it, but it was traumatizing for her to have to hear that. And I'm sure it was traumatizing for him to have to watch it. Um, just something that I remember was, it was like I could feel her spirit leaving me. And I don't know about other people who have been through it. I don't know how it felt to them. I just know for me, it was like I could, I could feel her leaving me. 
and that hurt more than the physical pain that spiritual pain hurt more than anything and I just I still to this day can't fathom experiencing that in itself because of how difficult it was but I was I was in a dark place for a while like I I could grasp the fact that it was not my fault because as soon as I made the appointment I'm asking like do I should I take prenatal pills like what should I do basically trying to excuse me to try to you know I'm trying to make sure my baby is healthy like what do I need to do to make sure she's good and you know I went to the store by myself and I got prenatal pills I was like I'm taking care of my baby I don't care but of course you know unfortunately it didn't really make a difference what I was doing um so this is the end of July early August I believe when I go through this and you know I'm just going through life I really don't remember in between there and Christmas if I'm being completely honest I don't think I really had the mental capacity to be present which I want to say to people that is not to be unexpected this is a very traumatic thing that people go through and I feel like some people don't understand what it feels like to experience such a thing you cannot expect people to just jump up and get back into regular life it's it's just not it's not a feasible thing you should not be expected to go through such a procedure to go through such a trial and immediately bounce back this is so emotionally physically mentally spiritually taxing to expect a woman to bounce back from that is cruel and I'm gonna just leave it at that um but going into Christmas morning I I had a dream again I was I could see that it was a street and it was it was well lit I guess you know it was a couple of light poles there's the road in front of me there's a sidewalk on the side and there's like a like a little bus station like where you wait and I see myself walking on the sidewalk and it comes to like first person view like I I'm seeing through my own eyes and I look down and there's a baby in my arms and she is so beautiful, y'all. Like, that's why I can say she, because I was too early in the pregnancy to know a gender, but I know it was a girl that I was holding. She had the most beautiful eyes. And I was singing my favorite song to her at the time, which was Holy uh, by Jamila. I don't know her name. I'm sorry, but I'll put it in the comments. It's a really good song, y'all. <laughs> Um, I was singing my favorite song to her and when I woke up all I could do was cry because I felt like that was the Lord telling me 
he had my baby. That she was safe with him. And the reason I didn't have her is because he took her back. Which I immediately, as distraught as I was, I was immediately comforted. Because the question came to mind is, where is my baby? If she's not here with me, where is she? And I really felt like that was God telling me, like, she's with me. And she is safe. And it just... It was just such a blessing in that moment. And again, y'all, like at the time, I am not in Christ. I don't, I did not come to Christ until last year, but I really felt like this was the beginning point of God showing me that he's bringing me back to him because this miscarriage was a wake up call. It truly was like what are you doing in your life like what where are you going with this because to be quite frank I'm not trying to call out my partner at the time I'm not even trying to like tear down on other people who are in this situation but for me I had to look and be like you don't have a college education you don't have a job you don't have a home to yourself He doesn't have a home for himself. He doesn't have the stability required to raise a child that he already has. And then you're adding another one. It's like, what were we doing, really? I am not saying this to shame myself or anybody else who was in this predicament. But you really have got to open your eyes. I did not have a realistic viewpoint of motherhood I didn't have a realistic point of view of what being a mother took I wanted to I wanted to be a mom my entire life and I wanted to raise my children I wanted to be the greatest mom I wanted to do better than my parents did not to say they did a bad job but we can all see where improvements can be made but y'all I was 22 22 when this was happening I was not mentally physically emotionally nor spiritually in a place where I could be a successful mother and I'm not saying that those who are not in those spaces can't be successful I'm speaking for myself I was not going to be a good mom I would have tried my best but I was not going to be who I wanted to be for my child we weren't married we weren't even technically dating if I'm being frank so now I'm about to be a single mother in another generation of single mothers who myself did not love myself, who in myself didn't care or carry myself in a way that was just proper as a mother, I guess, like in my viewpoint. And it's just like, what were you doing? <laughs> To be kind, to be so kind to myself. What were you doing? What did you think this was going to be? How did you think this was going to end up? Because it took one of my older sisters like talking to me like, okay, well, what about school? Okay, what are you gonna do for work? I immediately in those moments was like, 
I can't talk about this right now because I don't have an answer and I don't even in my mind have the ability to comprehend what you're saying to me because even while I was still pregnant and she's asking me these questions it's like whoa whoa you're bringing accountability to me you're bringing responsibility to me and I can't handle it I can't handle the little things I can't handle those things and I'm about to be a mother you can't come to me and address things with me woman to woman and I'm supposed to be a mother hmm it don't look like it's gonna end well and it's just like as painful as this was as heartbreaking and as much as it tore me down in a way it gave God a chance to show me this is not what you want this is not what you're ready for this is not something that should be taken lightly and I was taking motherhood and parenthood lightly because it's so much deeper than keeping a roof over a child's head it's so much deeper than just feeding them and changing them they grow up into people and we wonder why some of our people today act the way they do is because their parents weren't prepared that's not to shame them it's just a fact and I refuse to be another one of those parents who refuse to raise their children who think it's just these basics and then there's nothing else no it goes a lot deeper than that we have to raise our children we can't just bring them into the world and pray that the world will help them figure it out because that's exactly how satan comes in and overtakes the generations and i refuse to be a part of it and something that i wanted to address in this episode as well is genesis 17 18 and 19 and it says and Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Then God said, No, Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. I was giving birth to Ishmael when God has an Isaac waiting for me. God has already promised me my children. God has already promised me my husband and my family. And that is the way that he ordained it to be. That is what he wanted to give to me. But because I was going out of my own will, because I was in my own path, I was about to birth something that was going to only come through a struggle. That was coming out of wedlock. That was coming out of a place where he did not have planned for me. So going through this process and coming to Christ and healing in that way, understanding that God didn't want to take my child from me, but he knew that the plan that he had laid out for me did not include her in this moment. When I tell y'all my life would look drastically different in this moment had I had my child. So... My child's due date was February 16th 
of 21. Y'all, it's about to be 2024. I will have a toddler running around, a three year old running around. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can laugh about it now because when I tell y'all, it's flabbergasting. <laughs> it's flabbergasting to think that I will have a three year old. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? to say that I would have this child running around, calling me mommy, asking and talking, walking, running, and the things that would not have happened had she been here. Because when I tell y'all, in particular, the last two years of my life has been a roller coaster, but in the best way. I have traveled more in this these last two years than I feel like I've traveled in my entire life. I was able to model. I was able to restore friendships. I was able to make new friendships. I was able to meet my husband. I was able to come to Christ and be faithful and diving all the more deeper into him. I'm able to do this podcast. I'm able to have better relationships with my family. All these things, even if they were still to come, how delayed they would have been. And to an extent that straight up just would not have happened. Not saying that there aren't mothers who did everything that I'm talking about with children, but that's not what God had planned for me. He knows what to give you. And giving me a child at that time was not the plan. It's a blessing that my daughter was able to propel her mother back to Christ. It's a blessing that through the pain, God has made it good. Because something that I've heard quite a bit in the church since coming back is, if it ain't good, God's not done yet. Romans 8.28 reads, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. If it's not good, he's not done yet. I was devastated when I lost my child, and it was something that I, I did not think I was going to get through. To wake up every morning with the understanding that she's not here and she wasn't coming back. To wake up and look around and just see what could have been. I just have to be so grateful because God has changed my life. And not to say that he couldn't have done that with her here, but he had other things that he wanted to do with me. I stand on Romans 8.28 because although my promised children are not yet here, he gave them to me. He's allowed me to see a couple of them. And I am very happy. <laughs> I am so joyful that the children that I will bring into the world will be brought through a covenant that God ordained, that we will be walking together to bring our children into the world, that we will be steady with one another because we have centered our lives on God. 
and that we can raise up our children in Christ so that they can go on and teach the further generations to uplift their own generation to come to God. Because that's what we're here to do. I'm here to preach his word and I'm here to uplift those around me. And that is what my children will do as well. I understand going to God and questioning him about why did you let this happen to me? How could you allow this to happen? But being able to look back, I, I completely understand. And I know it took me this long to really understand that. So if you're still questioning God, if you are crying out to the heavens searching for an answer, do not feel guilty about that. Do not be angry with yourself about that. It is painful and it's confusing. But I'm telling you that God has a plan for you. He will not let this pain just be that and just a turmoilous time for you. All the pain that we bear will come to be the good of our future. It does not end here. It does not end in your sorrow. It does not end in your pain. God will make a way for it to be good. He will not leave you nor forsake you. You are never alone in any situation. And I just wanted to tell this story because I got through it. He has blessed me. He has kept me. He has grown me. He has expanded me. And he will do the exact same for you if you give him the opportunity. Come to Christ. Repent of your sins. He will be with you. He will love you. He will change you. He loves you more than anything on this planet. You individually. It will be okay and it will come to pass that the goodness that was meant to come from the situation will be. I love you guys. And I truly pray that whether it is you going through this, whether it is a friend, whether it is your partner, that you support them and uplift them in this time. I can't really say what there is to say to comfort them because there wasn't much that anybody could say to me to comfort me. But don't be discouraged. Sometimes we have to walk through the pain to get through it. Hiding it, placing it under other things, burying yourself in your work, hiding yourself in drugs or alcohol is not going to change the pain. We have to walk through it to really be released from it. You got to let yourself feel the pain or it's never going to go anywhere. The devil wants you to sit in the pain. He can move you in your pain because you're not settled. You're not steady. You're off balance. I am praying that you let yourself feel the pain of this loss because it's going to be okay. And healing is not linear. When God told me he wanted me to tell this story, I again was distraught because you think you're healed sometimes and then he reveals to you that there may still be some pain lingering but the only way to get through it is to address it but 
I truly love you guys and I pray that this episode helped you I pray that you seek God through the pain and that you remember that he is doing this for your good it is difficult to give thanks through the pain but I promise you I am so thankful for this process that he has put me through it was necessary and I love him all the more for it I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving and an amazing holiday. Travel safely. Really talk to one another this holiday season. Get away from the games. Get away from the social media. Be with your family this week. Love them. Cherish them. Talk to them. Because you never know what people are going through until you open up the door. I love you guys. And I pray we grew today. Bye.